Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On this week's episode, we're going to talk about kids going back to school. Yay! Boo hoo, woo hoo. The fall is an interesting time for everyone because school starts again. Yep, back to school. And it seems like school's starting earlier and earlier every year. We started in the middle of April, or August, sorry, August. Yes, yeah, August 12th, I think we started. And growing up, it was after Labor Day. Yep, yep. But so I know, it feels like our summers get shorter and shorter, especially with trips and camps, and it's, yeah, it goes by super quick. Now, you and your friends have a special thing that you do the first day of school. You want to explain? Yeah, it's called the Boohoo Woohoo Breakfast. And depending on what side of the fence you're on, if you're boohooing because your kids went back to school or you're woohooing because your kids went back to school, it's just a time where us moms get together and have a little breakfast the first day of school and just, you know, shoot the breeze. And I think most people are on both camps, boohoo and woohoo at the same time. <laughs> I think you're right, because a lot of people, even at this breakfast this year, a lot of people are saying how um, they were sad because the summer schedule is so relaxing. And, you know, there's just, you know, the, stay up late, sleep in, you know, do what you want to do. And now it's back to everyone's got to get up, everyone, you know, a, a, a rigid schedule. And then some people are excited to get back to a rigid schedule. And you're kind of on the, you're kind of both. I like both. I mean, I, I almost feel like I wish we would have had maybe, you know, a couple more weeks of summer. Um, I just felt like it went by too fast, but I'm always excited to get back on a schedule. Yeah. Now, were any of, were any of your girlfriends this time ascending their youngest kid off to school for the first time? Um, yeah, I think a couple were. Yeah. How, how were they? I always find this fascinating. I think some people had said that there was a few tears shed. Yeah. And yeah, I think most of them were like, oh, it's a little sad. So explain what happened to you when uh, Jake went off to, you said first grade. Yes, because kindergarten is still only three hours. So if your child was in preschool the previous year, you're still only getting three out. You know, it's not like this huge change. Um, but first grade is when it really changes the dynamics of your day because you they're gone the whole day. But yeah, I think a lot of women, especially probably women that stay at home more so um, when your kids are in school all day after you've been home for, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 years raising kids and your youngest goes to school, you feel, huh? A little bit lost. So what did I used to like to do? <laughs> what are my hobbies? Or do I want to get a job? I mean, all these things go through. Or your do you head. have another baby? Yeah. Yeah. I, that has happened. Uh, well, that happened to me. And it happened to me too. <laughs> now that wasn't planned. My baby was not planned. Ours, Yours was. Ours, our, our two were planned. Yeah. Ours was not planned. I mean, Jake was 11 when Sam was time. born. So that was not planned. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of women kind of go through a little identity crisis of what do I want to spend my time doing now? Now that I don't have little kids at home, um, how do I spend those hours? It's almost like uh, someone changing careers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's hard for a lot of women. Really hard. 
So that could be the the boohoo part, you know, missing your kids. Right. Right. Missing your identity because the identity oh, is, even, yeah. is mom. I'm mom. And if I'm not mom for from eight till three, who am I? Yeah. Your mom from three till midnight with harder homework. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. That's exactly. So the other the other thing that's difficult going back to school is getting the kids on the schedule. Yep. Yep. You know, we did something to help with our kids because summer schedule with teenagers or I guess they're young teenagers still is all right. You have to go to bed before the sun comes up. <laughs> we were pretty lax this summer. I mean, we went to bed every night before they did. Oh, yeah. We were like, well, we would say maybe midnight, one o'clock. Make sure you turn off the TV and turn off the lights. And we were in bed <laughs> at 11. So the week before school started, we were weaning them down to, OK, Bedtime tonight is eleven. Bedtime's yeah. at ten. <laughs> now you know. Now we're down to nine o'clock, and and things are rocking and rolling. But yep. boy, it was hard, especially for Sam. It was hard because he was used to sleeping until he was our sleeper inner. Yeah, our other kids couldn't sleep in. Uh uh-uh, uh But Sam was sleeping till nine or ten. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> now also getting back into the schedule is now homework schedule. Sports start about this time. Uh, musical instrument practice. I mean, we go from unstructured to superstructured. Yep, it's true. And l- we limit the screen time, you know, 30 minutes a day. Um, yeah, we've got to try and figure it all out. We're still trying to figure it out, actually, because I was gone this whole week. So that was the second week of school. And so you were here with the kids and I came home and I'm like, well, did all this happen? And you're like, uh, no. <laughs> No, some of it did. <laughs> and you know what? We will all survive just yes, fine. Yes, we will. <laughs> and I appreciate you taking over for the week very much. The only thing, I, I think the only thing that didn't happen was the practicing of the, the music. Of the, yeah. Yeah, everything else, you were you were on top of everything yeah, I else. Tried. I yeah. tried. It's, it's hard. It is. I, especially when you're not the one used to doing the schedule. You're not the one that's home every day. And all of a sudden you're thrown into that. It could It could throw you for a loop. Right. Well, and you have a job that you're on phone calls at all different hours of the day. So that's hard for you to, oh, I've got to go pick up kids or take kids because you might be on a phone call. Yeah. And that even happened. This I was I was picking up a bunch of kids from school and they see my headset on and my my finger up to my mouth going, shh, I'm on a call. Right. So, yeah, a teenager's in a in a packed car trying to be quiet. It w- did not work out. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, I think most of your co-workers or who you're talking with seem to understand. That. Well, they they were all on the same thing. In fact, uh, something funny happened this week um, on one of the calls. Someone left their mic open on their headset and they were picking up their little girl from preschool. It was so adorable. Oh, and she had no clue. We finally muted it after about three or four minutes. Her line because. Oh, she was like talking baby talk to her little girl. And I love you, mommy. We were all like, (laughs) we got to get back on the call. We got to focus. But one thing that one thing that we found uh, we have to be very careful of. And with one of our kids, especially who will say yes to everything is over prescribing, over subscribing, prescribing. What's the right word? I don't know. Either one sounds fine. Yeah. Over subscribing your kids to all the great things that can happen at school. Yeah. Yeah. And we we had to sit down and talk with Sam about that because he was wanting to try out for the volleyball team and run for president. And he's got piano and he has violin and, you know, and he's got a club here. and, And and he has advanced, you know, he has all honors classes. And we just went, 
uh, son. Yeah, you're going to have a meltdown. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing is, I'm not sure that, I think he could handle all of that, but he would definitely have a meltdown. Yeah. yeah. So you have to be careful that you're not imposing what you want on your kids so that they're oversubscribed. I've seen a lot of kids burn out. Right. So, right. yeah, so we had to, you know, and we talked with Sam and said, which of these things do you really want to do? And we'll we're totally support you. And I even said, if you want to do all of them, I will still completely 100 support you, but you have to be one heck of an organized person. Which Sam is not. He's not. Right. So we're working, we're helping him out with that. Yes. But yes. he had to make some tough decisions on what he wanted to do. He did. And I think, you know, it got all worked out okay. Yeah. So just be just be mindful of that. Another thing I would say is uh, uh, how do you deal with uh, the kids and their grumpiness going back to a schedule? Have we ever had that issue? Um. Not really. I mean, just the kids being tired, but they're they're pretty good at not being grumpy. Or if they are grumpy, we're like, hey, knock it off. <laughs> so not too bad. We did have to fight a little bit against the screen time this week while you were gone. Oh, yeah. Um, because they were in such a habit of, you know, for the summertime doing what they wanted. And now it's like I would walk in the room and they were watching a show. I'm like, um, is there homework to do? No, we don't have any homework. I said, yeah, I don't care. No screen time today. Right. We got to find something else to do. Yeah. So, and they found things to do. It's amazing. Kids have quite the creative. Blended families has a lot of challenges to back to school time. Oh, even more so than I think uh, uh, traditional family. Oh, absolutely. With, without a doubt. Um, so in so many ways. So one of the... Things that's, uh, you know, the biggest obstacle is just coordinating everything that has to do with school between the two houses. Yeah. And for you people that are not in a blended family, let's explain a little bit more all the things you have to coordinate because it's amazing. You don't really know until you go through it. Yeah. You can't even plan for it. No. I mean, there's carpools that you have to organize together, right? Which we had a major snafu about. We did, which we mentioned in another one of our podcasts. Yep carpools, homework, um, when our kids have instruments that, I mean, we're not going to rent five instruments. So there's instruments that have to go back and forth. There's piano books that have to go back and forth. There's certain uniforms for things that have to go back and forth that we're not going to buy multiples of. Right. So that coordination between you and your ex is extremely important. So, and it can be very stressful as well. So our advice to people is near the beginning of the school, end of summer, Start coordinating early, figuring out what needs to be done. Make sure the kids, you know, school supplies is another one. Right. Right. Make sure that you don't double buy school supplies or that you don't buy any at all. <laughs> right. And that's never been an issue with um with We've done us. pretty good with that. Yeah. It seems to be the person who has the kids the week before school starts, they go buy the school supplies. Like it's never been. It's never been that big of a deal. An issue. Right. And but in other families, it has. We read on some of the um, posts. Yes. Big, huge blowups over who's buying backpacks, who's buying school supplies. Who's buying new school clothes. And to me, that's just, I, you just, if the kids are with you before school, go buy the school supplies. Or actually, it's usually the week that school starts that you're buying the school supplies once you find the list and all that. But um, I don't know, is, schools, is school clothes shopping even a thing anymore? I, you know, it is. I, I, in fact, when I was in D.C. last, they had, they were handing out vouchers to families that were underprivileged uh -huh. by 
school clothes. I think that's mostly because a lot of the schools there have uniforms. Oh, gotcha. That could be why. But, you know, schools that don't have uniforms, maybe it's not that big of a deal anymore since we start in August. I was going to say, it's not like we're buying fall clothes because it's 103 outside right now. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, we might buy the kids a couple of shirts or maybe a couple new pair of shorts, but we don't We do not do what I used to do growing up. We went oh, to yeah. this major... What you are you going to wear the first day of school? Oh, yeah. Oh. And I think our kids did think about that. And they did all have a new outfit to wear on the first day. And we bought them all new shoes. But it's not a big deal. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll get you a couple things. Yeah. Now, in a blended family, chances are, especially with teenagers, well, maybe not as much with teenagers. Little kids, we had to buy... Uh, my ex bought stuff and we bought stuff for, for right. the first week of school because moving clothes back and forth for little kids was hard. Right. But teenagers might be different. Yeah, teenagers. I know Madeline, she she just takes clothes back and forth. She has certain clothes she likes and she, oh, I want this outfit over there. Now I'll bring it over here. So, but I would say like with David, we still have, you know, he has his clothes over there and we have clothes over here. It's yeah. He's not taking clothes back and he's forth. He's not taking clothes back and forth, but he might. But he probably will. I mean, all yeah. the other kids did. Yeah. The other tough thing to do is homework. Yes. Especially if one parent is more aptitude to certain subjects than a step parent right. or even a, uh, um, like my ex-spouse. Right. Right. So sometimes homework Who's responsible for what? Right. Right. Well, and I know in your situation, um, there have been several times where the kids were over at your ex's, but they needed math help. So they came over here for an hour to get math help. Right. Yeah. Um, we've always been pretty. Or we've even Skyped before. We've even, yep. you know. Yep. Skyped or, or but FaceTime. She's, she's always been pretty, you know, great about letting the kids come over here and get the help that they need. Um, you know. Yeah. And, vi and vice versa. But right. The, the biggest problems that we run into with homework are when they're those projects. Yes. Like the fourth grade mission project. Oh, my goodness. There were, yeah, those are tough. <laughs> or the science fair project. Those are tough. Because right? they might get started at one house. And if you're not communicating with your ex, which depending on your depending current on, situation, yeah. if the, you know. The phases of the moon. Yes. <laughs> you don't, you know, you might be in a good place. You might not be in a good place. So if you don't have that communication, it might start at one house and then do you move it or does it stay here? I mean, it's just, it can, we've had some sticky situations with that. We have in the past, right? Yeah. And some projects done the morning of that they oh, were due. Oh, yeah, because it's like, oh, wait, I thought you were doing that. Oh, no, I thought you were doing that. I thought you were finishing that. Well, I thought you were finishing so that. that. So co that coordination ends up being a, a hard thing. Yes. Now, we actually found a really interesting article. You did, um, babe. Um on um, going back to school for blended families. And you found four areas in this article that talked about that are sticky points for blended families going back to school. Yeah, it was a really good article. And um, I think these are all things in blended families that you have to deal with. So the first one was, there is an unclear division of responsibilities. Okay, explain that. Because when you first mentioned that, I went, I don't quite understand. Well, it can start from before school starts, like who is going to buy the school supplies, right? There's not a clear division of who's doing what uh and then once school starts homework who's doing what homework who's doing the projects which we just mentioned um who's contacting the teachers if there's a problem who's putting money in their lunch account like just all of these things that all these little tiny things that aren't going to be in your court document no right well some people have them in their court documents. i can't i'm like i just can't imagine having the <laughs> the forethought the forethought to put those in but you know what i mean like all these little tiny things that you don't think about that you know 
Well, and one thing that we learned from that is don't put your kids in the middle of that. A great example would be um, the lunch account. Yes. Right? Make sure that you and your ex both have access to that lunch account that you can put money in. Don't put the pressure on your kids saying, well, you can't use that lunch account when you're at your dad's. Right. Or when you're at your mom's. Yes. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And if you guys are doing that to your kids, shame on you. Stop it. Yeah, stop that's it. awful. Yes, one of you has to. And if, you know what? Sometimes you are dealing with an unreasonable spouse, an ex, and you've got to be the one to make it better for your kid. So you can't go, well, but they're being ridiculous. So. Then you have to be the one that's not ridiculous and say, you know what? That's fine. You use the lunch account at your mom's house. And when you're at my house, if it's a real problem for her, I'll give you lunch money. Like you've got to come up with a, a resolution that's not going to be conflicting for the child. Right. So the key here on the un, unclear divisions of responsibilities, your kids should not be in the middle of that. Right. And keep them out of that. That will yes. make your life a lot easier. What was the second one, babe? Okay. Second one is keeping all parties abreast of what's going on. That is tricky. Yeah, it is tricky. And this is where the school's become in the middle because, you know, if you have teachers that are letting one person know, oh, your child did this today, but the other person wasn't informed. And if you're not in a good space with your ex and they didn't let you know, and you find out later, it's, it's not good. No, so the poor, so you have to be clear with the teachers up front. Here are the two email yep. addresses I need to be communicated. Here are the phone numbers. Yep. To talk to, and it, you know, I feel bad for the teachers because how many divorced kids do they have oh, in their classrooms? Right. They've potentially could double the amount of communication right. they have to do. So, and once again, if you're not in a good space with your spouse, your ex-spouse, and you're getting communication from a teacher and you're like, well, too bad, I'm not gonna send it, stop it. Yeah, you really stop need to- Stop it, this isn't about your ex, this is about your child. Just forward the communication and then eventually tell the teacher, hey, would you please add as so and so, yeah. But just forward, just just think about your child, please. And don't think that oh, by not telling your your child's other parent, that's going to benefit them. That's not going to benefit them. No, at all. no. So right. it's just being catty. So knock it off. All right, all right. Next one. The next one: the logistics of hauling stuff back and forth between homes. Now we we're lucky. We are lucky. We are so lucky. I mean, your ex lives around the corner, yep. so. When our kids go, oh no, I left this and it's nine o'clock at night, we run over and get it. It's no big deal. It's no and big deal. I mean, when we have them for five days at a time, we're at her house probably at least three times getting stuff, if not more. And, and same thing. I, I remember <laughs> oh, I remember going there two or three times a day. Oh yeah. Especially when school starts. Yes, when we had beginning. seven kids at home and yeah. Oh, I forgot this. We were just at your Yes, mom's. literally. We were just and you know what? <laughs> You can't get mad at the kid. No, you can't. I because mean, those poor kids, those yeah. poor kids that, you know, are trying to remember. Now, I think in our situation, our kids probably would be more organized if we didn't live close. But they know. They would have to be. Right. They know that they don't have to be because we can't just run over super quickly. So some, some parents have come up with uh, the idea of another backpack. Things that go between homes, there's a shared backpack. Oh, so yeah. They take that backpack, when the kids come and get stuff, everything's in the backpack and ready to go. Right. That's good for younger kids. For older kids, teenagers, that may be more difficult. Right. But that's a that's a tip on that one that uh, we've read about. But yeah, I think families that don't live close have to be super organized to get everything back and forth the way that they need to. Yeah. So, 
All right. And the last one was um, parents agreeing on how to manage um, maybe a kid with a learning um, disability. disability. And we've had we've had several kids that yes. have had well, several. We've got 10 kids. So that's several right there. Right. But each one of our kids has had different uh, learning capabilities and some disabilities. Right. Um, and luckily, my ex and I have agreed pretty much right down the line on what to do with this. You really, I mean, there's, yeah, very few, very few times where you guys have disagreed. You've always been able to come together um, to agree on what's best for the kid. Your, but we've kid. heard of families, even families that are married, that they disagree wholeheartedly on what to do yes. uh, with, with their kid. Um, that's where you've, you've really got to have a, a, a real good thought about yourself and are you putting yourself in front of your kid? Um, there's a lot of great help out there for kids with disabilities. Now let's talk about when kids leave for college because this is a whole different part. Whole different ball game. And even though we both had kids that had left college before yep. we were married. Yes. Right. It seemed very different after we were married and our first kid left. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I think it, I think it was primarily because we had just created this new family uh, with seven kids at home, three kids out of the house. This was our new norm. And then all of a sudden, Jake leaves to go to college. And everything was turned upside down for a little bit. It was, but it was also, um, it was also good for. I mean, Jake so desperately wanted out of our house. Yes, he did. He will. He will definitely say that to anyone that asks him. He wanted out of this situation bad. So, people that listen to our podcast, I mean, if you haven't listened to all of our episodes, we do not have the perfect blended family in any way. Oh, no, there's a lot of rough edges. We are trying so hard, and the kids are trying, and we're always trying, but there's a lot of speed bumps along the way. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, Jake wanted out of this. In fact, he graduated early, a whole semester, uh, trimester early from high school to get the heck out of here. So he went to college at 17. Yeah, and he went in mid-year, so he went in January. Yep, because he wanted out of our house. He did, but that was a tough time. That was tough because I was feeling guilty that he left and maybe things didn't, he didn't leave on a good note and it was really hard. And I thought maybe we should have another baby because that would solve the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't have another baby. Holy cow. Oh, me too. Oh, thank you for being strong, babe. Thank you. I was very strong during that time. <laughs> but it's funny, the hole that Jake left, we filled in pretty quick. In fact, the same day he left, we took his bedroom, ripped all the carpet out. And ripped all the furniture out and painted the walls. The oh, no, same literally day. his car was driving away and we were ripping his room apart. <laughs> yeah, we were. Because we it was pretty gross. He was pretty much a slob, yeah. which he's not anymore at all, which I know, is so interesting. I think that was his rebellious, well, fine, I'll live here and I'll make it miserable for, yeah. for who, Jake? For, yeah. for us? <laughs> it was miserable for you, not for yeah. us. But no, he's he's such a clean freak now. But yeah, so we, uh, we tore apart that, part, apart that room. ASAP. We did. And, you know, our next child to leave left nine months later. Yep. Yep. Dallin that was left. Dallin. Yep. He left. Nine and yeah. um, gosh, when Dallin left, his room got turned into a game room for the younger kids. They were loving life. Yep. And it's funny because I've, I'm listening to some of my friends that have kids leaving for college now. 
And they're like, oh, you know, we want to hang on to their room and we don't want them to feel like they don't have some place to come back to. And I'm like, that's fine, too. That's fine, too. But, you know, your, your child is moving on. And I think sometimes it makes the kids sad that their room is gone the second they leave the house. <laughs> it probably <laughs> yeah. makes them sad. But we have to adjust to our new, you know, I mean, we needed that room. We needed. We uh, did. Yeah. We needed an office when Jake left. And we thought, oh, this will be great when Dallin left to have a game room. And when they come home, they still have, you they know. They still have their rooms. They, they have, have their a, boxes of stuff. That's right. They've got a couch to sleep on at that's any right. time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but it's been hard for every single child that's left. Even your stepkids, when they left, you felt a hole. Oh, absolutely. Which surprised me. Absolutely. So after Jake left, she talked about having a baby. After Dallin left, nine months later, she talked about having a baby. I did. I felt a hole. Yes. You did. And then we had, what, two years until Jacob left? Uh, yeah. And then I was super sad because I was getting. And that's when we got a dog. I was getting closer to the, you know what I mean? Because I was already close to Dallin and I only lived with him for a year and a half, two years. And then I'd live with Jacob for four years. You know what I mean? Like the, the more be, yeah. you know, I got closer and closer to your kids as they were here. And so it was harder and harder as they left. Um, yeah, it did. It did leave a hole. But thank goodness we didn't have another baby. Oh, yeah, I'm too old for that. And why did you let me get a dog? <laughs> I, all I'm going to say is there's an episode coming up on manipulation that we're going to give and Paige is going to talk the whole time. She will teach you how to manipulate your spouse into getting a dog. Oh, I'm a good teacher. I'm a oh, good yeah, teacher. good teacher. Um, one of the things with blended families also um, when kids go off to college is the big question mark. Who's going to take them to, to school? Yes. That's always kind of been an issue for you and your ex, right? Well, we've always resolved it. Yeah. Yeah. We've and always figured with, it out. Without putting the kids in the middle too much, I think. Yeah. Because this is tricky now because the kids are now adults. Yeah. They're no longer under the child custody um, uh, rulings from the court or anything. They, right. are, they are not considered anywhere part of, part of that anymore. Right. So- it's something you have to work with your ex about. Right. Now, it turns out that I've taken all my boys to school and my ex has taken our one daughter to school. Right. And we got one more daughter to come and she'll probably take her right. to school. Which I think, I mean, I think that's a great, that's a great way to do it. I mean, however you work it out, just try your hardest not to put the kids in the middle, which they are going to fill in the middle. They, they are. They are. And so you need to reassure them, I really want your mom to take you. Right. I think that's the best thing. Right. And we'll come visit, which we did. Right. And I remember even when Dallin went, he said, you know what? I'm going to have dad take me and mom is going to come to parents weekend, you know, in three weeks. I mean, yeah. so however you can work it out. But, you know, just remember that your kids are really struggling with not hurting someone's feelings. So be be cautious and careful of your children. Absolutely. They may be adults, but they're still your kids. Yeah, and they still want to please both of you. They absolutely do. At least we hope that. Yeah. We hope that you're in a situation where your kids want to please you, right? Exactly. The other big thing, and I've read a lot of this on the forums, on Facebook, and is who's paying for college. Yeah, that can be tricky. This one's tricky, too. Now, some people have actually put that into their parenting agreements. Right. Um but they're really not. There's no no way to really enforce those. Um, so you gotta you gotta talk to your kids ahead of time about this. For my kids, uh, we do have something set up for them, but 
they learn real quick that they have to pay for parts of things. And, and luckily their mom and um, us pretty much agree on that one. Yeah. Right. But in other households, I've, I've read the forms. It tears families. It tears couples apart on who's paying for college. Well, and the kids. The kids are like, I can't believe you're not going to pay this. Or, you know what I mean? It or, can't... hey, you treated her kids better than, right. than your own kids. Yep. Or Yep. It can be tricky. It can be tricky. Tricky. And with a blended family, you're not talking about just your own four kids or six kids. Now you're talking 10 or even more. Yeah. So it can get uh, quite expensive. Yep. So try and work through that the best you can. All right, for our Lemonade Moment of the Week, the tables are turned on Darren. Woohoo! <laughs> so normally when I'm out of town, if you listen to a couple of our podcasts back, uh, like the AC went out and Paige had to repair the AC in the attic with... Every time the AC has gone out, you have not been here. <laughs> yeah, just let me just true. remind you of that. What the well, heck? No, that might not always be true. I may have fixed it before you even know it's out. <laughs> when I'm here. Okay. I'm just okay. saying. Yes. But so this week... Uh, when Paige is gone, um, we had the dryer go out and our printer go out. Yeah. And so I took care of it. Good job, babe. And no duct tape and quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Because they're a lot cheaper than fixing the AC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you went out and you got a new dryer. I went out and got a new dryer all by myself. I know. It's really nice. I like it. It matches our washer because our White. washer went out a couple of years ago. Yeah, so you just so got the same. I got the same brand as the new yeah. washer we got a couple of years ago. And the printer, I, I haven't even actually, yeah, I have not even, even, looked, even looked at the printer. Look at the appreciation. She hasn't even looked at the printer yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you for taking care of that while I was gone, sweetie. Of course, honey. If you like today's episode. Give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. On our next episode, we're going to talk about Paige's experience at a marriage and family conference. It was awesome. <laughs>